Hello and welcome to the TetraCast RPG Sites Monthly Podcast. This is the fourth episode. My name is Zach Reese. I am the host of the show. Joining us today are David Kreinberg. What's up? Simon Chan. Hello. Ron Taylor. Yo, yo. And our newest addition to the RPG Sites staff, Adam Vital. Hey, what's up? Hello. All right, great. Um, so, uh, I hope I got your last name right, Adam. Um, since you're a newcomer, I just wanted to uh, go ahead and have you just kind of talk about yourself. Maybe mention a couple of the games that you're, uh, some a couple of your favorite games, stuff like that, because everyone else did that in previous episodes. So please, uh, just kind of talk a little bit about yourself. If you yeah, want. we <laughs> we did. Sorry, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We did it. Come on. Come on. Well, first of all, uh, the E in my last name is not silent. It's Italian, so it's Vitali. Um, oh. So you did screw up there. Damn. Uh, oh, anyways, uh, yeah, I'm I Adam. Right. I'm originally from Iowa, and I moved to Atlanta right. a couple of years ago for graduate school. Um, and, uh, I mean, I really don't have a favorite RPG series or anything. Final Fantasy was kind of like the first but I wouldn't really call it a favorite, and I just kind of uh, kind of really play anything and everything. So um, mostly yeah. retro games, right? You go. You're currently playing Grandia Three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've been the last couple of years. I there's been a lot of RPGs that I just never really got uh, around to playing. So um, one of the main series being Shin Megami Tensei, and especially how popular it seems to be on like NeoGaf uh, and other you know forums. It just that was one that I jumped into a couple of years ago, and Grandia was something that I hadn't played, so I've been playing that recently. So, yeah, the last couple of years I've been kind of on a retro kick, I guess. Yeah, when I see your updates about that, I get kind of jealous because you're playing all these old games that I keep kicking myself for not having gone back and played myself. So I wish I could play Suikoden. I, yeah. No, I'm, I'm seriously, I haven't played any of the Suikoden. So no, me either. Yeah, same here, actually. I hear that. I yelled up for it. I'm like, why haven't you too. played... You claim yourself an RPG fan. I'm like, oh, I'm not really an RPG fan, but you're like, you know, you claim to know RPGs and you haven't played, you haven't played Suikoden yet. What the hell's wrong with you? I have beaten a lot of <laughs> RPGs. There are a lot of RPGs I've yet to beat, so my backlog speaks for itself. So, well, Aaron right. has played Final Fantasy VI or finished it. Yeah, Aaron, Aaron's got a lot of problems herself. So, <laughs> speaking of which, Aaron won't be joining us this week, but uh, maybe next time. So, let's just go ahead and move on. Uh, and thank you for joining us, as I mentioned, Adam. Uh, it's nice to have you on here. Uh, so, yes, I just want, we're, of course, going to be talking about this year's E3 event, uh, of course, because there was a lot that went down this year, arguably one of the biggest E3s uh, in recent memory, if not, oh, ever, pretty much. Uh, was so, it? Yeah, I, I had it. From what I heard, a lot of people couldn't play the games. There was a lot of watch but there wasn't actually a lot of play involved in the oh, I, would, I would disagree. I would say that there were a lot more games on the show floor. There were very few games that were actually behind closed doors. No, no, no. I mean, like, actual playable. Because from what I heard, like, you couldn't even play The Witcher 3. You couldn't play... Um, you, well, those, you you're talking about games Marvel coming out, like, in the middle or to late 2014. Of course, you, that's the same as it always is, though. You won't be able to get your hands yeah. on these games. But the games coming this year, yeah, you'll in early next year, you've you got to play. I still think 2006 was better. Did yeah. You to, I, th- I think uh, presentation. I mean, I'm not physically being there, but look. I think, in the, I think in the terms of like the 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 number of games that are actually at the show floor, I think were much more 
like varied from where it was in 2006. But then again, I wasn't really paying attention too much back in 2006. So, well, no, no. we'll see. Whatever. <laughs> Great discussion. Anyway, so, <laughs> well, okay, so what we're going to talk about? <laughs> so this is a start. Exactly. This is how we are. Very organized show as we do. Um. So what we're going to do a little bit is that among this group, I was the one who actually got to go to E3 this year. Um. Everyone else, of course, saw it on the sidelines. But you know, there was a lot of great things being shown. I mean, there was live demos at the like. Nintendo, of course, doing the Best Buy demos, and then, of course, yeah, rub it in. podcasting their pre- uh, press conferences over you know, the television or online, so over the TV. Um, so, yeah, we're just going to go ahead and run through what I got to experience over, the, uh, over that week, and then we'll talk a little bit, of course, about the games, and then our thoughts, and what we think are some of the ones that really stood out for us during that show. So yeah, um, well let's let's go ahead and just start on the Monday, of course, of E3. We got um, got to witness uh, different press conferences, stuff like that. As Sony, Microsoft, EA, Ubisoft had their press conferences on Monday. We're not going to spend too much time on that though, because of course they've been kind of talked to death. If you know anything about what happened at E3, of course, the biggest news is what came out of those press conferences. So instead of talking about the controversies and you know that kind of stuff the the um the marketing spend and stuff like that we'll talk more about what games were shown so yeah um first off uh talking about microsoft's press conferences you know there were there wasn't really much in the way of rpgs um actually did they show any rpgs during that they did is that the one they that- did they showed they they the witcher 3 was towards the end you're right that's right uh witcher yeah. 3, they showed the um that was the first time we ever got to see some actual live video uh gameplay footage of that so what did you guys think about that it looked cool mm-hmm. i haven't played those games you haven't played those oh man i, I played witcher 2 for like two hours and just got kind of like sick of it so i don't know if i'm the best one to answer this question uh i haven't finished witcher 2 i like it like i appreciate the design but like to play uh not uh, i would i wouldn't really play it oh come on guys all right i'm so, sorry please. i i know a lot of people are really excited for the witcher yeah yeah, yeah but i i I can't do so it. Started. You don't even understand. <laughs> it's like one of those things where if like a show is so gritty and dark, like even if you like see it's like brilliance behind it, it's really hard to be like. It's, why do it's I want to watch really this show? It's not really that kind of game, though. I mean, seriously. I mean, the well, yeah, but it varies from person to person. With, like a naked lady on a bed, and then you open up the curtain, and then all of a sudden you got like this big war going on, and people are outside like talking about playing. Dice or something. Sure, I mean that's that's perfect <laughs> that's for you, but it's not for me. I, I I acknowledge the appeal and the popularity, but I yeah. haven't played it, and the, I haven't played it, and the more that I hear about it over time, I kind of don't want to. We're all oh, you crucified. <laughs> you are the outlier. Sorry, Zach. Yeah, actually, anyway, if you guys, he's the only one that's not going to get decide. killed by people who listen to this. Everyone yeah, loves Witcher except us. Apparently, oh, I already know. I already know. People will yell at me for like various things. I I don't care. That's, I'm like, I'm 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 gonna live with it. That's okay. how you it's, live your life. It's gonna, it's gonna come out. It's gonna be one of the first big next generation single player RPGs. So that's cool. So I'm you know I'll be yeah, I bet it'll be like a good game and stuff. But the stuff I've heard about like the combat system and everything else is kind of like I'm like ah that, that's cool. It's gonna be in sale next week on on that's XBS. Not my most anticipated 2014 RPG at all. No, me neither. But I mean I no, like <laughs> Adam, I said. I, Adam, I'll, do you I'll play Witcher? Adam, did you play Witcher? Yes. Yes, back me up on this. 
Sorry. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't say it's my favorite RPG series, but it's definitely one I'm very interested in. And Witcher 3, um, I'm a little bit hesitant on how everything is open world now, and I don't want it to, you know, have like, uh, I don't know, some of the issues that Skyrim has where it's just like a big open world with not much to do in it, and maybe it's repetitive or whatnot. Uh, I kind of like how the other Witcher games did have, you know, some, a bit of a streamline to it in terms of the progression. So I'm a little bit hesitant on how everything is supposed to be like, what do they say, like 10 times bigger than Skyrim? Or it's it's bigger than Skyrim, I know they said that. Um, But I'm not sure if I like that. It's it's something like there's all these, like, regions, and I think they said, like, the region that they showed at E3, which isn't the main region, it's like a side yes. region. It's like, and and isn't it like the entirety of it is is bigger than Skyrim or something? Okay, I think so yeah. So let let me let me just of course pre, um, say that I got to see The Witcher Three behind closed doors. That was what Simon was alluding to a little bit about. It was one of those games that they only had people who were in the press because they were actually it was upstairs where you could only get past these people if you had a, a media badge. So they invited us in. They let us have some. Polish beer. Apparently, they had like stocks and stocks of that. They had a, so much Polish beer just hidden away in this gigantic fridge that they had. So as soon as you walked in, like, hey, you want some Polish beer? And then so you no, all gathered into a small. I don't know. Same here. No thanks. Let me talk. Christ, people talk about how we talk over each other. I want to just get done with this. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we all gathered into the small room. The problem at the time was that the air, so it's a very small room, and this is upstairs off to the side of the show floor, uh, and it's a very small room. You got about 50 people packed in there, and the air conditioner wasn't working, so it must have been like 200 degrees in there. Everyone was sweating, and it just it was like the most miserable like room you could be in. Like the developers like. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, we, we had a short, uh, we had an electric short, we couldn't get this run, and so we're just trying to bear with it and go through this gameplay demonstration. So anyway, what I was talking about before, so in terms of the, um, the argument about, the, you know, the Witcher 3 and then the whole about Skyrim, you know, having this gigantic world, not much to do, this is something they've been talking about for quite some time, ever since they actually announced the Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, that they did not want to make this giant game and not have much to do inside of it. They figured that was obviously the main complaint about the series, about, um, Skyrim. Open world game. Yeah, and Skyrim particularly, is that you have this giant world, but it's so, you know, barren, there's Everything's really spread out, you know, there's, you, you might have plenty of stuff to do, but it's really, you know, it's very sparse. It's not very, it's not very dense. And that's something that they want to, of course, focus on. And I really got that out of that gameplay demonstration. They were talking about how, okay, well, and the great thing about The Witcher 2, for example, is that you go into these towns, but the place was just so packed, you know. There were so many people there. There were so many things to do. There was quests all over the place that you can participate in. Um, the... Um, the place was lush. I mean, it was, it was, it was not, it didn't feel as big as The Witcher 1 was. Um, but in The Witcher 2, it, it definitely felt like every town that you went to, it just, everything was, um, very engaging. It was, it was a lot of stuff there. Uh, forgive me if I forget the adjectives that I want to use here, but anyway, so in The Witcher 3, uh, they did say how this game is, I don't know if they ever mentioned Skyrim, they did say it was like, 
10 times bigger than The Witcher 2 was. So uh, the region that they were playing in, as you were talking about, basically could fit The Witcher 2, but there's so many other, I think there's like five or something like that. I'm not too sure. Um, you're right. They didn't, you're, that's what I read. I didn't, I didn't I, Skyrim just kind of came out of nowhere. You're right, though. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah so the, the, during the, I, actually, they actually, I actually pulled up the fact sheet here. It says 35 times larger than Witcher 2. 35 times. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah, it, it, it's a much larger world, but... Once again, there's a lot of stuff to do. So, for example, they were showing about how um, they were showing these different towns and the way you can travel between them. So now in Witcher 3, there's fast travel. And so in the Witcher 2, it, was, it wasn't quite like that. You basically had to run around. In the Witcher, well, if it's 35 can, times bigger than the Witcher 2, they better freaking have fast travel. Yeah, but I mean, there's, and there's a lot of things to do. <laughs> No, I'm being serious. If you don't have fast travel, how is that not dumb? I, I, I think it's, I think right now for open world games, no fast travel is one of the biggest design oversights possible. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, and but people make the argument like having fast travel ruins games. Like, no, if you have that no. option. To no, no, no. Having, fa- having fast, having fast travel and not having it is the difference between you respecting my time and not respecting it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So, of course, fast travel obviously very important. But at the same time, there's they also created new methods of travel. In case you're someone like me who actually enjoys, actually you know going the distance, you know, going by a horse or walking from place to place. Fast travel, I feel, has kind of ruined some of the semblance of the exploration in RPGs. It's like it's nice to have it, but when a lot of that game is so hinged on it, it's, it's not quite as enjoyable. It's like if you have like a time limit and the only way you can actually make it is by fast traveling, it's kind of a pain. So um, what one thing they did show off was that you can actually now have a boat. So you can actually travel on water to get from place to place. And so um, they show... Wait, how your, is that different from fast traveling? You're, on a, you're actually doing the distance on the boat. You're not like speed. It's not like it's not like it's loading and loading. There's no load times in this game. Wait, yeah, there's no. Instead of fast travel, you get tedium. Yeah, so you're on the boat. Yeah, what are you doing? It's, you guys, uh, it, it, it's not so black and white as that. It, it can be. You can have that exploration. There's actually certain quests that take place on water. You know, there's actually like ship battles and stuff like that that take place on the water, and there's monsters that come from the water, that kind of thing. You know, crap. So exact same thing as if you were traveling on land. Oh, stop being so cynical. No, I'm not being cynical. These are game design. They're, they're, you say like. I, I'm excited for Witcher three. I like just like everyone else is. You never played The Witcher though. You said I played. I, I played Witcher two. I told you I never finished it. Oh, I I I understand it, but the you keep saying there's uh, you keep saying the word say a lot and like yeah anyone can preach like oh these are the ideas you have we have to actually no they showed it. Okay, they showed it, but you're only you're not you're not even playing it. You're only given like a small scope of that experience. What do you? You weren't there. What are you talking about? Skyrim is the exact same way as I'm saying. Like people were like real. Like they give demonstrations. People were really excited. And when yeah. the got- difference is, is though these guys have proven that they can deliver because The Witcher Two was one of the most amazing RPG experiences I've had. I have no oh. doubt. So hold on, hold on, hold on. Witcher One was actually it was it, it was like a start of something big. Witcher Two. We're 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 getting best RPGs I've played. We're, right. we're, start, we're starting to be a tad hyperbolic here. I think Witcher Two was a good was from what I know. It seems like it's a it's a good game and everything, but they've got they they've got this one. Sounds like it's a very good game that does have some problems under their belt. Claims like one region is thirty five times larger than The Witcher Two. Like those things need to be substantiated region, when the game is out. Well, okay, but at the same time, it's it's still something that they're they're obviously aiming for something very ambitious. But from I'm, yeah, I'm, so is another company <laughs> that we that we know. Yeah. 
so anyway, so I'm speaking obviously from uh, personally is that I for RPG set I played and reviewed The Witcher 2, and so I got to I played that game from start to finish. Uh, not obviously not trying to say I'm better than you. I'm just saying that for, uh, I got to experience right. the game in full. So going from that to The Witcher 3, um, that demo lasts about 45 minutes, um, and from when I got That's to see, demo. they are doing some pretty uh, amazing things. For example. Um, now, instead of having it where the main quest is so obvious, side missions can kind of pop up from out of nowhere, and there's no real um, – it's, it's not so static. It's, it's not – everything is really fluid in the way that it goes from the main mission to the side quest. So, for example, uh, in uh, the, de- the gameplay demonstration, Geralt visits a town where they're having – well, okay, so he's, he's doing something about the wild hunt, which is like this big overarching thing that's been kind of happening over the past few games. Um, so he, he meets this person there. Uh, sorry if the names escape me. I, I'm not too sure about the names, but anyway. So he's sitting down talking to this guy about this about the, the main storyline when all of a sudden this guy comes running in off to the side and is like, oh, my God, they killed one of our villagers. We need to go uh, this forest spirit. Um, so we need we need to go save we need to go find out what happened and so everyone just starts running off to the side now at this point Geralt can either say all right I'm going to go join them I'm going to find out what's going on or I can say fuck it I'm just going to leave them a be I'm going to go ahead and focus on the mission and go on my own way that that's awesome and I'm sure that if you take that side quest that that won't lead to like plot pacing problems at all. It's it's not though. I mean, it actually has repercussions. Uh, the, uh, what do you do in that side mission actually has an impact on the story. Okay, like what so, what impact does it have? Let me explain. <laughs> oh, I, well, I didn't know if you were going to explain or not. Yeah, I'm getting to it. Okay. So anyway, um, so you so in the in the course in the gameplay demonstration, he goes on. He finds out that this spirit um, killed one of the villagers, and so this old guy, this guy who's all about you know, he's, he's talking about the the tradition. Of the village, you know, it's like, we don't want to anger this forest spirit, he's, he's bought good things for our village, we don't want to anger him. While the younger generation's all about, no, we, we gotta get rid of it, he's killing our people, it's, it's gone on long enough, we need to stop it, because apparently he's been killing other people as well. And so, um, at this point, uh, he decides Geralt's gonna go ahead, he's gonna, he agrees with the younger people, goes off, fights and kills this forest spirit, comes back, Finds out that the younger generation actually, the, one of the young guys who's leading the younger group, actually killed the old guy because they got tired of having to put up with that. And so, uh, what happens is that, so he, he, they basically kill off the, the, the leaders of that village, the, the, um, what do you would call like the, um, uh, the elders. So he, he kills them off and then, so Geralt leaves and then they kind of do this thing where it's like, you know, he just explains, uh, you know, three months later, that village has been destroyed because these monsters come in, and since they don't have the elders who, uh, who are the strength behind the village, that town gets wiped out, and so he comes back to that village, he finds out that it's been destroyed. Now, this actually happens in the game itself. Like, you can leave the town, come back a few hours later, or something. Um, I, I kind of forget where the, um, how the, chronologically how it renders it but yeah it actually things do happen based on your actions and it's these and that was a side quest you know so it's like you just all these people died because um of what uh, you decided to side with this other group instead of this one so it, it's that kind of 
larger than life, like the, the butterfly effect, if you will, that is some of the more exciting things that that game has going for it. And it, it varies, it's very cohesive and, I'm just really interested in seeing what else they can pull off. I'm not saying that you know it's going to be the biggest game ever, but see, but still got a couple months or so. To me, that sounds like killing someone in Skyrim or just uh, not accepting a quest in Skyrim, and then it has consequences of I don't have any more quests in that line or something like that. That's I mean, it's no different. It's just it's just coded differently. Yeah. So was there was there Polish was there Polish Kool Aid as good as their beer? Because it seems like you drank plenty of it. (laughs) What? <laughs> I'm, mess, I'm, I'm messing with you, brother. I'm messing with you. It sounds cool. It's it's sorry, it's sounds, yeah, I mean, no, yeah, you're very, very convincing, guys. I'm it's saying, okay, I'm not no. saying what you what you're describing sounds bad. I'm saying what you're describing sounds. I mean, it doesn't sound it's anything. Not, it's it's not trying to like reinvent the wheel. It's trying to take what's been done and, and radically improve on it. Right it, within its own franchise. And that that's what that's what I'm saying. Like for the franchise, yeah, sure, that's that's great. That progression is amazing. It's not something extraordinary or out of the ordinary for. It does. It doesn't. I think. It, I think it's pretty incredible what they're trying to pull off, especially if they plan on because the difference is with Skyrim is that and to be to be fair, I played very little of Skyrim. It's it's that these quests kind of come up as you're talking to people and stuff like that. And The Witcher Three, it feels like it's way more dynamic. In the way that they present it, so it definitely has me very interested in seeing what they have to. Personally, I gave it in my article, as I said, the game of show because I thought it really pulled off some incredible things from what I saw. But hopefully, when they they will put out that um, that gameplay video for you guys to check out, and you'll kind of see what I'm talking about with regards to that. So let's go ahead and just move on then, because um, obviously, The Witcher Three is, is something I'm very interested in. But let's talk about more about the games that you guys saw from the show that you're interested in. Um, so. Did you guys see uh, what, what what coming out of E3? What games did you guys um, get? Dave, accepted? what's your game of the show? Uh, don't make me go first. You don't want to go well, first. Give me give me more time to gather my thoughts. All right, all right, all right. I, I will go first. Um, I think I think game of the show has to be easily Titanfall for me. It's Titanfall? yes, yeah. Yep. Ti- um, I I know like it's a beaten horse and everyone's like second. Titanfall. Yep. I was expecting just a robot Call of Duty. Um, the animations looks, I mean, very Call of Duty-esque anyway. Uh, yeah. the gun reloading, same with, like, Destiny. It's definitely like faster Halo. than Call of Duty. Yeah, it's, but the way the game, the game, the way the game looks and the, the way the game, um, plays, like, when the person, uh, was jumping, was wall, wall jump, jumping and everything. Parkour. Yeah. When he was like, Parkour, I was like, I lost, I, that blew my mind. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so, uh, this is so amazing because that, uh, just like how in Mega Man X, the dashing mechanic, uh, changed everything for platforming that simple mechanic changes how you travel around the map like it's, it's, like it's so important now and then mm-hmm. that impacts how the uh the maps are designed and yeah. so now you have all these different ways of traveling maps and then, are going to be much more vertical now yeah they're going to be a lot more vertical and then you add in the titan dynamic and then the titans can't go everywhere because they're huge they're just hulking things so it, it adds a very interesting idea of hey do i want to call out down a titan or do i want to go um, do I want to be uh, as a human just r- uh, running around in like buildings and stuff? And then that adds. My biggest complaint of Call of Duty was that you're not really playing as a team. You can, but like you're still you're going solo with other people. With Titanfall, you sort of have to have that more uh, team dynamic well, because you have to figure out. Oh, am I gonna ha- have to call down Titan because our team doesn't have enough Titans, 
or do I need to uh, save my tit- uh, uh, Titans so I can just uh, infiltrate the smaller areas while the uh, bigger Titans that my other teammates have uh, cover the outside of a building? Yeah, they, they may be hulking, by the way, but they're actually pretty fast from what I saw. Um, the, the, tit- the Titans are actually... The titan they're pretty actually, nimble. Yeah, they're, they're pretty, pretty nimble. nimble. It's, it's, but yeah, the whole balancing between using one of those Titanfalls or running on the ground is probably one of the more interesting things about that, how they're going to balance like, do you want to control it, or do you want to have it follow you? Like, that's also an interesting idea. So, yeah. like, there's a lot of shooting. I think Titanfall is... I wasn't expecting it to be played like that, and I think it's going to be very interesting how it moves the genre forward, because, like, yeah, this generation, I... Like, Call of Duty 4 was great and stuff, but I'm seeing so much of, like, the sim- uh, simple multiplayer and stuff like that. Even Battlefield, it has the more tactical element, but just by adding the Titans... It it changes up the plank. Going field. Battlefield twenty one forty two on that. <laughs> did you did you did you hear about what their evac mode is? No. Does it, so, doesn't it? They pull it and then they shoot straight up. Is oh that, yeah. Oh, that's what you mean. Yeah, and then you no, can kill them. There's like no no no. There's like there's there, you're talking oh, about you like mean evac. When, oh yeah. Yeah, evac. When after a match ends and the team has won, the team that won had to wait for their ship to come and pick them up. So, so they're so so they they've got one life left. But the other guys are just going to keep dying and respawning. So the other team that lost, they they lost now. So they can like chase the other chase the winners down and try to and try to kill them while they're waiting for the ship to come. So it's like even in, even in the last minutes after the match is done and you're waiting for the game to load or whatever, they put that in there. So you're still kind of you know having fun. Um, I don't know. I just thought that was a cool mechanic. That just that whole idea. Yeah. So Simon, what about RPGs though? What what, what sort of RPGs that you're excited for? I I know they didn't really show anything new, but my my favorite RPG that I'm excited for after E3 is still Dark Souls 2. That's um, yeah, that's the one I I did not get to see at that show, and I, I'm kind of bummed out. Not that I really played the other ones, but that was one of the yeah, ones that I'm really interested in seeing how they're going to approach it. Dark Souls fanatic. Like, I reviewed the PC version for the site and everything, and I've really enjoyed um, Prepare to Die Edition. But, like, they didn't really show anything particularly new other than the Mirror Knight. And that's sort of Explain that. What is that? So Mirror Knight's the boss that you fight at the end of the demo, and apparently, if you... Spoiler for Demon Souls. Apparently, uh, what happens is the demon, uh, the Mirror Knight smashes the mirror on the ground, essentially, and then a, another player, not just a player-looking person, like another player will invade your game, and now you have to deal with oh. the mirror and the other person. And if the other person is actually good, you're hella screwed. So, I mean, it, that's like that is interesting, but like they didn't show too much of new stuff. So, I didn't. I mean, that's why I didn't really particularly think it was the game of the show, but that's the RPG that I'm excited for most. Yeah, from what I've heard, what they did a lot during that presentation at E3 was really explain what they meant when they were saying about how they were trying to make it more accessible. Uh, yeah. it, they said it's still going to be hard as shit, but it's that they it are trying to, yeah, they're trying to make it uh, ease into a little bit more. Um, ease into the difficulty uh, a little bit e- uh, smoother, I should say. Yeah. So yeah, I don't I don't know. It's, it's Dark Souls two. I mean, so none of the other games really caught your attention, though. Yeah, I mean, I'm Witcher three. I'm like uh, I'm excited for it, but I'm not like super excited particularly for it. Apparently, <laughs> I, apparently. So like, uh, there there I think there are better I think there are better games that stood out to me so much more than RPGs. RPGs like particularly the FPS genre. Like I'm not even in that. Hardcore of an FPS guy. I, I enjoy FPSs, but 
I don't think I play games part, uh, for FPSs. Destiny, yeah, and, Destiny, and um, Destiny, it's it's good. I it's got some that. RPG mechanics in it. Can Destiny we read that? We are. We're, we're we're talking to, to each other about you know think about covering Destiny for the site because it does have RPG elements in it. So we might we might be yeah. covering that game on our site. So. Yeah, I think so. Because we we've been we've like, there's been reviews for Borderlands and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah of course we covered yeah. both of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah I th- I, okay, I, I think that makes that Destiny should be automatically kind of in then. I think. Yeah, we covered Devil's Island, like, and that was here. like yeah, that's <laughs> that wasn't too close. Didn't you and didn't you review Far Cry Three? Me? No, I covered Dead Island, though. Oh, okay, okay. You could have used, well, no, that, yeah. that might have been funny. I, I did, funny enough, I did bring that up on Twitter. I was like, hey, guys, Far Cry 3. Yeah, that's what that I was, RPG. Yeah. It's kind of got that <laughs> stuff, and people shot me down. I, was like, I remember well, that. You know, well, you also said Watch Dogs was an RPG, so I don't know what to say. Everything's an RPG. Guys, it's going to be an RPG. It's fine. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's so, I mean, there's nothing else we'll that interests me. Well, Ubisoft made the division for you, so... You'll find oh, yeah, I forgot about the division. Does look pretty that was a surprise, because Great I day. thought after last year, they weren't going to do any more. I'm like, oh, Watch Dogs was like a really killer IP. I'm like, oh, they won't have anything for a while. Like, last time they had like something really killer was Assassin's Creed or something like that. Yeah. Well, so, like, yeah. when they said the division was like this new game that's like Watch Dogs, except more shootery and RPG, I'm like, what? What is this nonsense? It's and a had- Apparently how they did it was that with Watch Dogs for Ubisoft, the team that was making it kept it a secret from everybody else. That's They did the exact same thing with The Division. They kept it a secret secret, secret until they actually announced it. So Yeah, the, now they have two franchises to, franchises to run to the ground. This, this is good. <laughs> what? <laughs> they have two franchises. So bitter, dude. <laughs> Watch okay, Dogs. this is what happened. Let, let's this... not pretend that Watch Dogs is not being groomed. To Who cares? Out. As long as the first one's awesome. That's all, yeah, I'm that's all that matters. Is the first one that's awesome. This one's great. Assassin's <laughs> Creed kind of went the other way, didn't it? Oh, uh, Assassin's Creed 4 demo freezing on the Sony press conference. I'm not, honestly, with, with 4, I'm more interested in that franchise than I have been in a long time. I think that From Eyes is great. I, I really do. Oh, Ubisoft. I'm not saying Ubisoft is a bad company. They make great games. Like, I just... I don't. I think Ubisoft. Uh, cool. I really it was to be fair. There's a lot of technical difficulties. Every single press conference I went to, there was an issue going on. So. Well, Microsoft had that stupid uh, audio issue. Yeah. Not once, but twice and three times, I think. EA Battlefield guy just standing there, just like. Uh, uh, and Sony press conference had the problem of the what's it called, Assassin's Creed Four, and showing uh, Kingdom Hearts Three. Yeah. And, like, and you know, starting on time. <laughs> That was fun. Oh, that was funny. Like during the the Sony one, when Tatsunomura was up, and then he oh, just like, fade to black. I was like, "Wait, where's he going?" <laughs> everyone should have known when he said that there was one more trailer to show. Everyone should have known that was Kingdom Hearts three. Oh, everyone. if we're gonna talk about that, that's how you talk about techno difficulties. Figure out why they shot the, his video on like an iPhone three GS. I'm just, I'm just like how it's fades to black. Like he's trying to get rid of. It's like Nero, go away, go away. We're trying to we're trying to show the trailer. Go away. <laughs> I was I couldn't stop laughing after that. And he looked kind of haggard in that video too. Like, he looked like he, he, he looked, looked like, like he could use a haircut. He's no more. Of course he did. Yeah. No, he, he's he's he doesn't get any sleep. Yeah. Well, that's or sure any does. hygiene. I'm at all. Sure he does. He gets so much sleep dreaming about like releasing his game that he just wakes up like fuck. Without making it, <laughs> he's like, "Fuck! I forgot this game's not done yet. Damn it!" Well, if you if you guys ever see like Akihiro Hino, the a level five CEO, yeah. uh, if you, they have pictures of him like when he looks like on a noble day, and then here's a guy who does like who writes, produces, directs his own games and stuff like that. Like show, they have like a before and after, 
an after shot of him is like the most like exhausted, like it, his eyes completely sunken in, just yeah, everything's like That's, hair all over the place. When you think about it in the context of the fact that like level five hasn't made a good game in years. Oh, really don't be a jerk. Nino Kuni was awesome. Professor Layton. Uh, yeah, I was about to say Nino, Nino Kuni. Nino Kuni is still like awesome. here. Nino it looked, it looked good. Yeah. It, this isn't the Nino Kuni. Don't confuse podcast. games I'll that just, are bad with games you just don't play. Yourself. Yeah, dude. Nino Kuni, a very good review. Don't contradict <laughs> me. Oh, that still I, isn't up we'll yet. See it. We'll see it someday. We'll see it when the site uh, gets uh, refor- uh, redesigned. That's yeah, I don't think Nino Tony was. I think it was a great game. I don't think it was particularly bad. I think it's it's still my. I don't think it's excellent. It had issues, like, but I liked it. Yeah, I don't think it's excellent. Is I don't think I, it's nine I plus think quality. That's all I'm saying. I love yeah. my demon, my my monster raising. It's like that Lufia too. Every time I can raise a monster, except for Pokemon, I don't give a shit about Pokemon, but all that stuff I'm into. I think that I think I think monster raising is one of the worst plights on game design currently. Every, anything that pops up in, I'm like. You gotta disagree what? about everything. I, I I hate that. I cannot. I couldn't stand in Final Fantasy 13 too. I just really didn't want to deal with the it. I mean, I, I did, obviously. Yeah, I can't stand the monster. Don't aspect. don't ever play Tales of Symphonia too. Don't ever do it. Uh, yeah. I, what the monster? It's easily the best part about Tales of Symphonia too. But if you don't like it, don't. don't. <laughs> no, I can't stand that mechanic. I think yeah. it's an awful. It's mechanic. the best part of Final Fantasy 13 too, as well. Yeah, it is. Uh, despite what Aaron I mean, says, it's not the story. It's not the. Yeah, uh, characters. It's I, I actually like well, the monster I, I, raising I, I, because it. But, sorry, go I was going to say I like the monster raising because it actually gives me you know it opens up something that I can actually have input on and something I can actually tweak and you know play you, around with. You also like run up the Shin Megami Tensei games because you're basically monster raising in those well, games too. It's not even that. It, it's Demon. the paradigm packing itself because in previous games, all the, uh, your third person can be any role. But now you can only choose three roles, so that actually limits your paradigm. So you have to actually choose which paradigm sets am I going to use. So it's, it brings up a very limited resource, interesting dynamic. Oh, is that I mean, enough? I, I don't want to talk say, about 13 I, anymore, guys. I guess I can say I did, I did not mind it in, in Persona 4, because it's not like I've, I've ever complained about Personas in that game, so I, sh- so I should probably go back on that. I don't hate it in everything. I think the problem with 13-2 was it reminded me of 10-2, where you kind of had the, the customizable... I mean, I mean, I guess you could pick your path as far as how you develop your skills. It kind of reminded me of that, and I wish they just let me do that with, like... Um, with just with just Sarah and Nola, with Sarah and Nola and someone else, and I could, right. I could go on that that route. So okay, let's let's pull it back then. Pull it back to E3 now. Uh, so David, now that you've collected your thoughts, what game stood out for you? Uh, now I got a few that like carry a lot of weight, but like I, first of all, Final Fantasy 15. I think that carries the most weight out of all sure. the games Gosh, I saw. Damn it. Even yeah. if I'm, even if it's not the one that I'm the most excited for, because yeah. I, I'm like cautiously optimistic, because yeah, who the yeah. hell knows what the hell Nomura yeah, is doing? That's true. Not and, developing the game. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> RPG of the show. Twelve seconds of footage. Actually, like, first of all, I know you guys aren't too keen on Nintendo, but we do cover this series now. A Link Between Worlds. Oh yeah, I dude! Holy crap! Do you think about that? I mean. uh... Well, let's see. The, the, I think you got to play it, but I want to ask. <laughs> the, uh, like, I like the idea that the dungeons are, like, vertically, vertically escalating. It, it, like, it sounds great for the 3D effect, and, like, A like Link to the, the Past is one of my favorite games ever, so it, it's going to be something I'm excited for, yeah, regardless heard, of 
how yeah. different it is and I, stuff I'm like that. I'm not hating on Link to the Past. I can see what people are excited about that. I, I heard that's, that's it, cool. Dark Link's in it, apparently, I've heard. So I, that's got me kind of excited. I, I do enjoy that cool. part. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I heard about that. And the Dark World's in that. The so Dark that's World. I'm sorry. Nice. I meant the Dark World, yeah. <laughs> Did you really say Dark Link? Yeah. yeah I, <laughs> Dark Link's in Well, Dark Link's... You know, there probably will be a Dark Link, actually. Well, the two. You know. There will probably be a Dark Link. I'm kind of yeah. surprised that you elected to mention this and not... Well, I, I mean, it, Zelda obviously comes everything, but I mean, on an RPG podcast, I'm kind of surprised that you, you decided to go with this and not X, because I know everyone seems to be X so obsessed. The, the Pokemon. Thing is, Pokemon. The thing is, I did not like Xenoblade that much. Oh, oh hey. I, so I did not like the battle system. It, you are, like, the same as me. <laughs> I, it reminded me too much, and I've said this before. I don't really like Final Fantasy. Max, holy shit, it's got Max. <laughs> and it reminded me of that. So Zeno yeah, Saga. like just oh, Zeno Gears. I don't know. Well, it reminded me of a crappy MMO. Uh, well, yeah. It, yeah, who knows? I, I know that's really simplifying it, and that'll get all of us crucified. But it's it, a little reductive. It, I really appreciate Final Fantasy XII. I couldn't, I couldn't play through the whole thing, and I couldn't really hang with the battle system either. Just it was too grindy. There's there a lot of things about it that just got on my nerves. But I, I, looking back on it now, examining it, I do appreciate it. I'm definitely yeah. interested in X and seeing uh, what it can do, especially on the Wii U, and see if it can really be like a system seller but it yeah. i don't know it screams monster hunter to me and it, it's I, not yeah. I, I have a seller i, like, I, I know, I know. <laughs> well anyways um it, i've tried a couple of the monster hunter games i really couldn't get into it for various yeah. reasons and i know i've had people say like no this is nothing like monster hunter but just obviously all we have are what two trailers on it and it just screams monster hunter to monsters. me i don't know yeah. I mean, if it's going to follow in the footsteps of Xenoblade, it's not really going to be anything like Monster Hunter. It's going to be like well, offline MMO-ish. Monster Hunter is more action-oriented. Xenoblade is not, and that's, like, the biggest difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, my problem was with Xenoblade was that they gave you, like, six... How many different characters? Six, seven different characters? Six different quotes. Yeah, they have, like, unique abilities, but maybe it's the turn-based aspect of it. I They do not feel unique to yeah, me. Yeah, see, Xenoblade is still, con- like partially menu-based, while Monster yeah. Hunter is full action. Yeah, they do not, the different characters do not feel unique to me at all. Like, I know they have, like, their unique traits and, like, that two abilities and stuff like that. They all play the same to me. Yeah, that's interesting be because if you, if, you, if, you go back to, if you go back to 12, remember how in 12, that was kind of intentional, because you could get everyone to the point where they all had the same gear and weapons, and it was almost easy to start doing that because, you know, you could fall into this trap of, oh, oh this is all the best equipment, so you'd buy that thing, like, six times over and put the same same stuff on everybody, and it did kill the idea that people, that characters felt actually unique. I think they fixed. Didn't they fix that in the international version? Well, they probably but, did, but obviously I haven't played that. Yeah, I mean, like the main difference between so like Twelve and uh, Xenoblade are similar in that respect, but like with with Twelve is that they have the license for it, so like that was like for me that was a unique draw for for Xenoblade that customization thing. I, I don't. Why do we care? <laughs> yeah. Why do I care? Yeah, well, you know, so X, of course, all they really showed from Nintendo, they didn't have it at E3. They had it during their Nintendo Direct. And so that, I think, of course, there's still a lot to be seen from X because all we got was that small trailer. And so we got 14. uh, Not confirmed for U.S., but obviously that's the goal they're going for in Japan. Yeah, that's that's the thing is that how long it took for Xenoblade. But at the same yeah, time, maybe Nintendo's learned their lesson and they know that Xenoblade can be big here too. Well, the I mean, model of soft games. You said it's coming. It's just a matter of when is it coming. Yeah, I mean, po- Pokemon well, I X that. and Y are getting a simultaneous release. That might mean that uh, they know what they're doing now with localizations. 
Well, I don't. Let's not get our hopes up there because you get, remember Pokemon is a different ball game. Pokemon is like is like instant guaranteed money in the bank, yeah, and X is true. X is not. So, and yeah. I think, uh, I think the fact that they didn't announce a simultaneous release, and I forget I forgot in the trailer. Did they even have any English in the trailer? They didn't have any English in the trailer, right? So localization is uh, not even that far underway, even if it's the fact so. it doesn't have a final name and we're all supposed to believe it's coming out next year strikes me as, as odd. They should, is they it? Can, but not, oh, yeah. names, they you can say the name for a long time. You don't need it. A year before it came out. You know that, right? And we really haven't seen much of it. I mean, total, like, ten, 10 minutes. minutes or yeah. <laughs> not even. And that's probably very generous. <laughs> that's but at like the same time, I mean, you don't need to see a lot of that game to see what direction it's trying to go in. So, personally, I'm that if I if what I need to get a Wii U is X and another like maybe a, a tactical RPG. That's really all that I need, and I'd buy one. You got SMT cross FE. Yeah, right. that's true. Uh, do you? But do, it's do two you? series I barely played, so I don't Wait, know. Wait, oh, do you have SMT cross? No, right, right. Okay, we'll get to that later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I forgot about that. I'm not so sure you do. I'm not sure we do either, actually. We'll get to that later. <laughs> so, anyway, all right, so, David, anything else stand up for you? Uh... Uh, I, I mean, I'm ex- I'm excited for Wind Waker U, but I mean that's a remake of a game I played ten years ago. Yeah, that's the thing. The remakes, it's you're going to expect a lot of those to be coming out pretty soon. Yeah, especially as these year, the console years kind of die down, moves to the next generation, and all that, because you know, tell Symphony and all that stuff. Yeah. The I mean, best I part of like, Wind Waker U is that you're going to be traveling faster in the sea. Hell yeah! Woo! I think See, my favorite I, show is like, just a totally different game. I do enjoy that boat. <laughs> I, I love the exploration that. Slide all over that game because it looks like it's covered in Vaseline. Whatever they've done to it to get it in HD. Yeah, it looks weird. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you know it's that glow, right? It's that ambient, stupid glow. That's yeah. that same thing that Fable Two had. Like shit. <laughs> you mean that bloom? <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> the bloom? No, it, it, it it's, it's weird. It's, it's like what Nintendo thinks an HD game looks like. Instead of taking the fact. Wind Waker from ten years ago is still one of the best looking games that's ever been made, in my I opinion. That's animation. Yeah, everything's really yeah. smooth. And I played it like a year ago, and it still looks pretty incredible. Yeah. All they had to do was take that, put it in 1080p, uh, and yeah, you know, exactly. sell it as is. But instead, they decided to make it change it to what they think an HD game looks like instead of keeping the cell shaded look. Well, so. no, it is still cell shaded. It's just a different kind yeah, of cell it's, shading. It's very light, though. They put so. it through donut glazer. That's what they did. <laughs> You know it's true. You know you laugh, but it's you're, true. You're absolutely no, right. That's what it looks like. Yeah. Looks I mean, like I, I, I love the like Wind Waker. <laughs> I love the Wind Waker, and you know, I will. I'm interested in the remake, but I don't know if I could would purchase it at fifty dollars. They haven't said anything about what they're planning on pricing it at, but yeah, I don't I mean, know, fifty dollars is a hard sell. <laughs> I mean, I I kind of expect it to be fifty dollars, but I'm, I've always been a little bit of a pessimist. But that's well, a hard sell. You gotta pay yeah, price. you'll save that fifty dollars for an actual new Zelda. Got to pay that, that uh, Nintendo tax. Remember how long uh, Smash Brothers Melee it was like fifty bucks? Still fifty bucks. Long, sure. part DS was and that was like forty dollars for like three four years. Oh, yeah. that's a Square tax, not Nintendo. Mario Kart DS. Oh, Mary! I thought you said Kingdom Hearts. No, uh, I said sorry. Kingdom Hearts 3DS. You get for ten bucks now. Melee was fifty bucks for like like ten years. Yeah. So, all right, well then, Adam, what kind of games did you see out of the show that got you interested? Well, um, two things. Well, I guess while on the topic of Nintendo, coming out relatively... 
what? Uh, coming out relatively soon, I'm really interested in the new Mario and Luigi uh, 3DS oh. RPG. Oh, yeah, I totally forgot about that. I mean, I, 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 the, the Superstar Saga, the first game, was, you know, I played that, how, how long ago was that now? A long That's time ago now. Seven, eight years ago. Game Boy Advance, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, eight years or something like that. And, I, you know, I, 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 I played the heck out of that game. I never played uh, the second one. The second one was great. Yeah, I, it gets, I like it gets, the second one. It gets yeah, a lot of part, did. Partners in Time gets, you know, it seems to be a little bit more mixed, but Bowser's Inside Story was also, you know, just an excellent game really all around and funny as well. So, And everything I've seen of this new one, Dream Team, just, you know, it looks like it's hitting all the right notes, and I'm really excited for it, to be honest. Yeah, it looks very charming. It look, it's it's got that classic look to it that I think it's going to appeal to a lot of people. It's I've never really gotten t- too much about the Mario and Luigi games, but compared to Bowser's Inside Story, uh, how different do you think it looks? I mean, what do you think changed from then? Well, it's it's kind of got like the sprites are a slightly different style. It actually reminds me like the look kind of a Super Mario RPG. Um, the 3D way, kind of no, the yeah. Super Nintendo one you're talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. What he said. Oh. Okay. I, I, it's hard to explain, but just kind of the way the sprites look, and just looking at some of the gameplay footage that's come out, there's just a lot of, you know, variations and almost kind of like in battle mini games and you know, your button presses and what you're doing and when you're actually playing the game, it just looks, you know, kind of crazy, but just really, really fun. Yeah. The, the camera like pans around them in the middle of battle, so you can have something coming from off in the distance coming to attack you. That. It does look very cool. I, I do like the look of that game. What do you? I actually have a question. What do you think? What do you think of what Nintendo has done to the Super Mario RPG that uh, that uh, that franchise, and then what they've done to Paper Mario? Because Paper Mario was like that version, except for the consoles, and then the Superstar Saga that was like the handheld version. But like Paper Mario has sort of gone off into its own. Well, the latest Paper Mario, uh, what the I don't Sticker know, Sticker Saga, whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah Sticker Star. Uh, what Miyamoto basically told them to get rid of any sort of semblance of a story and RPG. And, yeah, and it, <laughs> no yeah, basically it's no longer an RPG. It's yeah, just it's kind of a puzzle game. I don't want to dwell on it too much, but I really didn't like well the sticker system with the, the what are they the things that how they implemented the things. You could leave um, and come back into the room and find the same stickers for the most part. It just yep. It seems like it would just yeah. Uh, it was supposed stop. to be like Thousand Year Door, but then Miyamoto was like, nope, and. That, yeah, that one just of the, made one of the, me mad. One of the, one of the one of the early screenshots shows you know Mario with a partner in a battle, and it was like a chain shot partner, and it's like, man, this it's Paper Mario, and then like, what happened? It would have been great. That's kind of tragic because like it's it's not it's it's sort of unsung, but the Paper Mario RP, RP, I mean obviously because it's, it's coming from like Treehouse localization, but the earlier Paper Mario games, those games are hilarious. Yeah, like, the N64 it, ones those are killer great. scripts. They're they're Ooh, killer 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 comedy scripts, and you know how hard comedy is to do in games, especially. But Paper Mario, both, like uh, uh, 64, and then the Thousand Year Door on the GameCube, both those games are are just drop dead hilarious. Like even Super Paper Mario is pretty funny. Yeah. Even the Wii version, you know, while it may have not been much of an RPG, it had a pretty funny script as well. But then they took the the script and Sticker Star just, well, there really isn't much of one. Do you think think they'll get the Superstar Saga like that eventually? Or do you think this is like the path that they're pretty much dead set on? It feels like they put more effort into the Mario and Luigi game than they did the Paper Mario stuff, do you think? At least yeah. as far as like where, where they think that the RPG stuff can sit with. 
that's what it seems like it's done is like they've put their resources for RPG ideas into that series rather than Paper Mario series now. Well, well, we'll be completely silent here. That's okay. We'll just sit here and well, let's keep it like that. Yeah, it's, it's good. I, I think I think it's fine that one series goes a different route. I mean, uh, I mean, it's two different developers. It's. Uh, it I mean, like, it's cool. It's different, but if it's yeah. bad, that's a different story. Yeah. Well, let let me just go ahead then and let's move on. And so let me talk a bit more about the other couple games that I got to see. Uh, we won't be sitting on these too long. Uh, since we don't want to be here all day, or all night for that matter. So, yeah, I mean, a couple other th- games that I thought were pretty great uh, was, like, Lords of the Fallen. I don't know if you guys got the uh, chance I've to... I've never heard of this game. Yeah. No. I've never heard of this game. I, wait, wait, I, hold on. Okay, hold on, hold sorry, on. Make... Sorry, Zach, I know nothing about this game, so you're going to have to <laughs> fill us in. All right, so... I just, hold, hold on, Zach. Make Lords of the Fallen... Really quick, because you, you you know like what's out there in the wild, right? For us to see a Lords of the Fallen, because I can Google that game and get like there's no video at all. Two or three extremely vague images of Lords. There's, of the yeah, Fallen. there's no there's only images. There's no it looks video. like Castlevania uh, shadows. Because that's what's it, out there. What, what's out there is so vague. It looks like nothing. It's because they really? they only announced the game a couple months ago, and the and E three was the first time they ever showed gameplay footage of it. Um, so basically, it's. I can't, I can't help but compare it to like Dark Souls. So it's a very hardcore RPG where every battle is meaningful. And so you uh, are basically um, this guy who uh, – the whole story is basically about how well, a long time ago uh, this god basically attacked the humans and the humans fought against the god. Uh, eventually they took down the god and he was destroyed. But then um, so, so thousands of years later, the, the – all of a sudden, these demons start attacking them. They don't know what the hell is going on. So this guy goes out and tries to figure out what's what's happening. So the real big focus of the game is about learning what's going on. It's about you know discovering new things. It's it's really about uh, going from what's completely unknown to known. So it's it's reading books, it's finding things in the environment, that kind of thing. So really, uh, to kind of you know, truncated all down to a very simple topic is that um, it's it's like Dark Souls, but um, so it's, it's like action RPG, right? Yes, it's an action. Okay. It's a hardcore action RPG. Is so it, is it 3D you're or running is it around. 2D? What is it? 3D or 2D? I don't know. 3D. Okay, yeah, it's, it's, sure. it's, it's a, yeah, it's a 3D RPG. It's like a 3D uh, next, actually, next generation game. Exactly. The graphics okay. in that game is better, if it, just as good, if not better, than the Unreal Four engine. If you saw that tech demo, it is some of the best-looking graphics. I think my eyes were bleeding by the end of that demo. I had no idea what to expect walking into it because it's made from City Interactive, uh, the publisher City Interactive. And, um, gosh, it's just that uh, – I'm sorry. I, I, I kind of want to – Draw on too much. One of the one of the uh, one of the bigger producers from The Witcher Two, Tomas Gop, is is uh, he he left CD Projekt so he could work on that game. Yeah, exactly. Witcher Two, Tomas Gop. Oh uh, no way, really? The, yeah, the yeah. Developers for Witcher He 1. left and they made, he left and they made him like a lead on it. So it's like it's yeah. totally his game. He, it's not he's not quite lead producer or anything like that. He's the executive producer for the project, but ah. he, he is steering the project, of course. So take these guys whose last games were like Venetica, if you've heard of that, Code of no. Honor. Like, nope. it's, 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 you're, you're lucky you haven't heard of Venetica. Venetica is a bad game. So, well, eh. wait. So, their studio pedigree is not good. Is that what no, you're telling no, me? No, it's not. Yeah. But at the same time, it, it's amazing oh, what they've done to show Lords of Fallen. So it's so 
like I said, the, the focus on is that that every encounter matter, matters. So you're running around this bridge, you see this guy off in the distance, this tall person wearing this very heavy looking set of plate armor, and so you know right away it's going to be one hell of a fight you're coming on. So you better be prepared. So you better have the right equipment. Uh, you know, every class can be customizable. Um, like there's like three main classes, but uh, you can kind of change it with it based on what you're wearing. Anyway, so one battle, it might take you like 10, 15 minutes. If there's two or three guys, you might be around there for like an hour trying to defeat these guys. So it's, it's really about these battle, these, uh, these different people that you're facing, these different creatures. So it's not just giant, like humans wearing armor. It could be like a giant beast that's like crashing through the walls and destroying everything around you. It's, it, it uh, just to, uh, just to kind of not not dwell on it too long, as I said, that it's it's this very very interesting new project. It was easily the most surprising thing I saw at E3 because I, when I heard that I was going to go into this demo, I was not expecting much. But from what I got to see and from what uh, I was hearing, they were really focusing on delivering. Um, and they even said it's like a full fledged RPG that they're trying to deliver. So it's they're not kind of putting out this piece of shovelware, this piece of crap like ripoff. No, Tomas Gop, the way he was explaining it, you can tell he was a very passionate guy. He was really honed in on what he wanted to deliver. He said it's not, he's not trying to make a Dark Souls game. He's, he's trying to uh, bring back some of these older titles that he kind of really enjoyed, like Blade of Darkness and Moonstone for like the Amiga, I think it was. So Wait, is this, was the demo real time? Yes, yes. When is this game set to release? Next year. What? That's so, interesting. Yeah, and as you yeah, sit, yeah. and as you sat, and as you sat back in your seat, eyes wide and bleeding from the amazing show that you just saw, yeah. Tomas Gop very gently refills your glass with some more of that Polish Kool Aid. <laughs> so, so anyway, the interesting thing is that you got Dark Souls two, you got Witcher three, you got Lords of the Fallen all coming next year. All three very interesting looking. Um, They're all like the same kind of, tone too. Yeah, it's, it's very it's, interesting. Like yeah. the return to this like. Medieval ish, like you got Dragon time. Age coming out next year too, Inquisition. So yeah. it's it's a very I'm hey, it's a very big Dragon year. Age. It's a very big year for RPGs, and I'm very excited to see what, how things can go. So uh, I, I'm I'm very from what I got to see from those games, it's it's definitely going to be the next eighteen months is going to be huge. Did they ever expand upon why it's called Lords of the Fallen? Yes, it's well, it's 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 like I said, it's about the god that fell to the earth and oh, okay. hand. The, if you ever saw like the picture, it's his hand coming out of the ground. That's what that the poster, the, one of the big promo images they have. It looks like a mountain ridge, but it's his hand coming. Oh, I see down. it. Yeah, yeah, I see it now. Yeah, that's exactly. Not, so if you go to the site, you, you, can, you can see the Lords of Fallen impressions. That's, yeah, uh, that's a picture. Yeah, if you want to learn more, uh, check out my article. I, I did uh, talk a lot about it. So it, it's, yeah. it's 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 easily one of the biggest games I had. So yeah, I mean, other than that. Um, outside of RPGs, Evil Within from um, Shinji Mikami is coming out. So the guy who did Resident Evil. So that's that's another big game I got going on. So yeah. anyway, um, so other than that, uh, do you guys have any other games that you thought were pretty cool before? Well, we, we didn't cover. Start? We didn't ask Ron what his uh, game of the show was. Yeah, Ron, what do you think? Yeah. Um. So my general game of the show. Um. 
it was pr- it was prob it was probably initially I I thought it was Metal Gear Solid Five. I thought the trailer that they showed was great. It, it was open world mobile cover on the horse. I thought was was made was seriously cool. Um, but then I also really liked Infamous Second Son, and I've never liked Infamous before. Oh, that game looked good. That game looks so good, and I've yeah. not been into Infamous before, but that game looks really great. I really love the premise. They've they've got Troy Baker and Travis Willingham are like the main are like the main guys. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the general premise of the game. Did you mean premise? Premise? Yeah. It's called pre- it's called premise, dude. Sorry. All right. It's the I, second time. I'm sorry. I just had to correct you because the second time I heard that. I didn't even know he was trying to say premise. I'm sorry. Yeah, premise. Sorry, okay. No, so, it's okay. The, I just I just want to make sure I heard that right. It's okay. Don't apologize. I probably deserved it. Another <laughs> regional <laughs> word on this podcast. Um, it's a regional word. <laughs> no, let's not make excuses for me. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Um, okay yeah. No. That looks that looks really cool, and I've yeah. never been into that series before. I think it looks amazing as far as like the graphical effects and just the open world stuff. Really, open world games. I think kind of kind of was, this E3 was like open world games and shooters. Yeah. Um, but the RPG that impressed me the most, um, I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb and say and just say Destiny. I think Destiny uh, looks great. Um, they're basically doing the Borderlands thing. They're doing the Borderlands thing with the Halo mechanics, which is great. Because for me, honestly, I, I I love the Halo single player so much. They could probably just write, "Oh, it, we've got the we've got the AI from Halo like on the front of the box," and I buy it. Um, but they're going deeper than that, obviously, and I think it looks great. Um, I think that sounds great. Honorable mention to Dragon Age Three, just because I love Dragon Age. So that's gonna happen. Wait, I have to ask an important question. Did you like okay. Dragon Age Two? Yes. Okay. I, I, I admit it has faults, but it, I, if, if, uh, yes, I liked it. Okay. Yes. I do. There's things that, there's things I dislike about the first Dragon Age and things I dislike about the second. I, I couldn't play either of those. Yeah, two, I could. So. I mean, could you not? Okay. I for, for me, it's it really strikes me as possibly a, a third time is the charm. It, it, it really strikes me as a situation like that where the third could really get everything right. Because I've, I've got serious caveats with both of the games. But I, think, I, I, I love the world they've, they've got there. I think it's interesting they dropped the three entirely. It's because I, they said I, yeah. it's not Dragon Age three actually. It's well, actually I mean, really, a, it's a different game. No, it's 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 not Dragon Age three though. It's yeah, I know. Well, canonically, it's, it's canonically, it's Dragon Age three, and they they already said from the start you're not going to be like the same like the same previous hero, and your decisions would factor in and all that stuff. But I mean, I think like despite what their president said about it as being like a strategic marketing position, I mean, like what he really means is we know that everybody always bags on Dragon Age two, and we know people don't like that game largely. So let's just go ahead and just kind of cut that tie and say and really make the message clear: this is a new thing. Yeah, if you why not drop it? They don't like more Dragon Age 2 left off. himself. I remember seeing that somewhere. Oh, I like talking at the same time you guys do. It's great. Sorry, what did you say, Simon? Wait, so what were you saying, Adam? No, Did everyone just fast forward? Yeah, that's what I got. No, what were you saying, Adam? I just remember seeing somewhere that, uh, you know, some interview, why they weren't calling it Dragon Age 3, and then in the same interview, they called it Dragon Age 3 once or twice. <laughs> that's um, hilarious. Oh, my so, God. Yeah, like, that's kind of it, it, really it seems, Age 3. Yeah, it seems to me it was, it was Dragon Age 3 at one point, and then they kind of decided they want to make it as separate from Dragon Age 2 as possible. I'm not really familiar with the series, so I can't really speak personally on that, but yeah. it seems like they want when to make it... They announced it last year, they had a logo and everything. I mean, yeah, the logo the, was Dragon like, Age it, 3. It was straight up pulled. Like, like canonically, in, it is Dragon Age 3. They just decided to see 3. We're going to take the 3 off, but it's still the third game chronologically in the series. Right. Yeah. It's just interesting to me, like, the way you said it, it sounds like they want to cut ties with Dragon Age, the series entirely, not just Dragon Age 2. You think so, huh? 
Well, if that is that's their intention, uh, why have the Dragon Age name at all? So because people yeah, really so like, exactly. So really like, like the, I guess the interview was wrong or whatever. I don't. I don't Something I'm like just that. saying there was something conflicting. Well, about. they did it to Assassin's Creed. I mean, two, and then you got, what was it, Brotherhood, and then you got Revelations, and then right. you got three. Or, well, I'm Their motivation about. there, though, was that they knew people were waiting on on Assassin's Creed 3, and they wanted to drag that series out, and, and st- they wanted to make more of those games and still manage to make Assassin's Creed 3. Yeah, Ubisoft isn't, uh, Ubisoft yeah. isn't uh, what's it called, uh, visionary in terms of naming, like uh, Nomura is naming their stuff 2.5 and crap like that. Oh, that stuff. Oh boy. Um, yeah, but I don't want to mention there. I thought that was I thought that was cool. So I, th- I thought Destiny were great. And well, let's cool. speaking of which, then let's just go ahead. If you guys want to check out some of the other choices that I made, I did post an article yesterday about my favorite uh, games at E3. But let's just talk. Uh, ended it with talking about, of course, the two biggest games uh, in terms of RPGs. Be that be, your opinion, be it as it may, uh, Final Fantasy 15 and Kingdom Hearts three. All right. Um, so I guess to, just to start off, I'm really surprised they announced Kingdom Hearts three. Um, yeah, me too. We, me yeah. too. Because that's no one expected think, that. No one. No one did. No, no Aaron it, did. It's completely and out of. No, the, the, okay. Let me just explain. Wait, no, wait, let, wait. What was Adam saying? I want to know what Adam's saying. All I was gonna say is it, it's obvious that it's really, really early. Yeah. Um, I'm just, I'm not exactly sure why they decided now is the best time to announce it. Um, I mean, I guess, we, I guess now we know it's a tangible thing that they're doing, but it's did we really need to know that? I mean, yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting right now, but, you know, in a year or whatever, when we still... It won't be in a year. Dude, it, I, it was like a left-right punch. It's like, all right, here's 15, but here's Kingdom Hearts 3. It's like, knockout. I'm not saying it's going to be out in a year or anything like that. I was just saying oh, like, yeah. we're probably not going to hear from it for a while because it's just a so early. Yeah, so I'm, I'm just not exactly it's sure why they decided like announce things now. early and then wait a while. It's, it's okay. Well, no more. Well, flat out said he announced it too early. So well, the he, you know, his words were he thought it was he thought it was too early. So might as it, yeah, it essentially is saying like it was too early. Yeah. Just, so 2017 this, earliest. This yeah, this is classic Square Enix. Like I like you'd think Square Enix would learn not to announce yeah. shit before like it's like at least ready, but. Mm-hmm. They haven't learned at all. Like that's. They've, my, I think I just think they've really conditioned people to expect this. Like they announce something, and rather than be excited about it, you you might be because we all are in that moment. I'm really yeah, excited. Yeah, what are you going to be? Yeah, but after you sit for a little while, you start thinking about how they really how they how they treat products after they announce them, especially this this generation. Um, Maybe they'll bring Natata back from retirement and have her do the song again. Oh. I, I, I mean, and to be and to be to be fair to them, they say with this and fifteen both, they're going to have more frequent updates. They're going to update you and let you know what's happening. And they say yeah. like even now. Like did the, they, the, 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 they did. They said it like the oh, D twenty three expo in October. You're going to get an update on Kingdom Hearts three. Like there's going to oh, be. Right. No, they didn't say that for Kingdom Hearts three. They said that for fifteen, not for Kingdom Hearts three. No, no, no. D twenty three is a Disney event. They said that for Kingdom Hearts three. They said yeah. there's going to be info in October at that event in Japan. Oh, so I didn't know that it doesn't doesn't stop it from being super. Uh, early. I, I it's, just it's still super early, but they can they can tell you a little more about it. I guess if they want to. But that's the thing. I don't. I'm not just going to take their word for it. They've got to actually deliver on on things like that. Like they say for 15. Well, let, let me let me let me kind of explain what the feeling was like because you got. I mean, at 
the Sony conference when those games were announced because I was there in the audience. I heard they kind of muted the mics a little bit when they were uh, showing that stuff all over the stream. So here's – you got like – okay, they're doing the Final Fantasy versus trailer. So it's me, Aaron, Alex, and um, Kyle – uh, Gato, who's also from our sister site, Save Continue, by the way, if you guys don't know. Um, so we're all uh, sitting in the same row, getting kind of pumped for what's going on. You know, they're talking about verses. You're like, finally talking about this game again. And then, okay, so at the end of that trailer, you know how it's like they cut it, they show the trailer, they show the um, banner, the Final Fantasy verse 13. I hear Aaron say like, oh, come on. Come on, really? And then they break it, and then they have to show up 15. I think everyone, like, jumped. Like, Why? I said this in the podcast, like, three weeks ago. I said yeah. it. Like, no, gonna no, do no, 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 no. Okay, no get it. Everyone was predicting that it was going to change. It was just that the way they did it was pretty good. It no, was, that's God. exactly what I said. It was going to uh, happen, like, four weeks ago. Okay. Settle down, Simon. Settle down, was, Simon. It was, it's okay. You're admit, not the we only admit one. That it, we all admit that it was very cool and stylish. It was also totally expected because Square, if you if you don't if you don't do what EA did with Dragon Age and acknowledge that there is a stigma and a vitriol to the numbers thirteen next to Final Fantasy, no, they're talking about the transition from thirteen. Like they, they thought it was just going to show straight up Final Fantasy fifteen, right? No, no, yeah, that's, that's was, what I'm saying. Like that transition, like that was that was cool. And yeah, it was, totally it was it was really if they about change the name. They've got a big issue. Yeah, it, it, it's not, but it's not about the big picture thing. It's not about, hey, we knew it was coming and all that. It was more that in that moment, the way they did it was, like, it, it was just the way they did that was, it's just like, it really caught you. And it was like, it, it made you kind of, it's like they hooked you in when they, when they did that. So it was, it was just the feeling that it was at the time. It was like, we all knew it was going to happen because everyone, Aaron didn't anyone think else. So. Everyone she thought did. they were just going to show the Final Fantasy 15 logo. Yeah, that, no, and, and that's the kind of thing. It's like Aaron, the way she reacted, it, everyone reacted anyway. It was, it was pretty priceless. But then cut to Kingdom Hearts 3, the reaction from the entire audience when that was going out, it was like the loudest, like, That's the Disney logo. Else. There was people like, yeah. Kingdom Hearts 3! Like, I was already shouting. <laughs> when people were shouting and going nuts over it. I wish it was, I was like there. The, that sounds it was, awesome. It was, it was pretty, it was pretty amazing. Like, you did not, like I've been, this is my fourth E3. I've been to the Sony conference every year, um, and those other conferences too. This is probably the loudest that it's been, aside from when they talked about the DRM stuff at the Sony conference. But like the way they announced Kingdom Hearts three, like like a bunch of man childs just screaming at the top of their lungs about it. It was like you have a bunch of grown ass adults in that room screaming about a game from Disney. It's like oh my god, it's awesome. Though. It was it was so yeah. fun. It was it it's, was the most amazing time. I think it should be expected when you announce what is ostensibly the Half-Life 3 of the East. Yeah, I've been waiting for it so long. It's like, I, I didn't... I mean, <laughs> last Kingdom Hearts game, I played, I played Birth by Sleep. Yeah, Night. that's what's so great about it. <laughs> I, I love Kingdom Hearts 2, so here in Kingdom Hearts 3, it's like, I didn't think... It's like 15, when I heard 15, it's like, I didn't think I'd care, but man, do I care, you know? Okay, so so can we... Because I know, because this is like... I mean, this is probably where you're going, but we should probably get into that 15 trailer, because that's, that's a conversation piece. Sure. Yeah, it's just I think I think they're so going back to the idea Square Enix shows their shit way too early. I'd rather be in the dark and because it was already the status quo where they're like they didn't show us shit. Like yeah. it was already that that was already the situation. Yeah. Now they're showing us stuff that's pre-rendered and saying like hey, this is uh this is what the game this is what we're aspiring to. This is the bar that we're going to set for ourselves to hope that it will look when the game comes out uh, 
this game is no way hell coming out in 2014. It's coming out in 2015. Uh, am I the only person at the earliest? Thinks, am I the only person that thinks that that trailer, for the most part, looked like a very high end PlayStation 3 game? Uh, yeah, I, I thought it looked. I thought it looked like a PS4. Yeah. It does, it, I think yeah. it looks like a PS4 game. I think it looks pretty good. Yeah, are we talking about the, Kingdom Hearts, or are we talking no, about... No, Final 15. Fantasy XV. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. It, it looks very like a... They already said Kingdom Hearts 3 that that was completely target footage. That wasn't yeah. That wasn't yeah. actually real time. So, yeah, But what, but oh. we did some... Uh, Aaron did some awesome research over the weekend and then to show us that there's actually only 12 seconds of real-time footage in there. And then it's okay. really easy to actually tell... Uh, that it's 12 seconds because all the anti aliases. Yeah. If you let, look let me at, let me kind of yeah. clarify what exactly that's all about, so you guys, um, so the audience also understands. So the um, the first trailer they show during the conference itself about all that stuff that was going on. Some of it was obviously you know cutscenes, but the part that they're saying that looked real time was the part where um, Noctis was jumping on the buildings, you know, stabbing his sword into the ground it's and stuff not like that. Real time. So because you can see the soldiers kind of clip into the buildings, so you knew that. That was pretty a telltale sign that that was actually real time, because um, it you know not everything was coded with physics yet. So yeah. um, that that's the part they're talking about. And now the whole controversy is just that trailer though. When they put out that second trailer with all that real time with all that the gameplay footage, uh, I don't I don't think I remember hearing Aaron ever talk about uh, that was the real issue. I think it was that first one, though. It was that first trailer, but, like, the problem is the the second trailer looks like a glorified PS3 game. That's the, that's the thing. That's what I'm really thinking of also is that combat trailer. That's the one that looks like a PlayStation 3 game. Totally. Yeah. Well, I mean, it just looks like an up-res, place, like, like I said, glorified. It just looks yeah. like a much more polished PS3 game. Three, yeah, exactly. that's exactly it. Well, yeah. To be well, fair, honest, though, that's yeah. exactly what I would expect it to look like yeah. at this yeah. point. Exactly. That also, yeah. We got yeah, it's years. not even a bad thing. It's just something that I just noticed that I noted. Yeah, it's, we got two years. They probably haven't put in all the shaders and all the other uh, different things they can add to that game to make it look a lot better than it is. At the same time, uh, it's my personal opinion about that first trailer is that they can do that. I know they could accomplish what that pre-render stuff looks like because it's Square Enix. They always put so much of their budget into really? the art assets. Yes. Uh, the problem do is Do you remember not... the Final Fantasy 13? Do you remember the first 13 yes, trailer? I know, yes, I know, I know. I keep screaming up. So I'm saying with this new engine that they have, I know they, 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 they probably refocus their efforts on it. Anyway, the problem with 13 was not the graphics. It was the exactly. story. It was the characters. I'm not it saying that's the not the problem. That I'm, I'm talking myself. It's it's that it, that's that's what I think is going to be the most important thing that they need to nail for this next game. Not really because the graphics. Who gives a shit for me? Yeah, yeah. The problem there, is there are the a lot of itself. Like that's that's the main problem. They're going. What are they doing? They're trying to get build this game on Directors Eleven, and then they're trying to eventually move this onto Luminous Engine, which, by the way, isn't finished. They're trying to finish it as we speak. Yeah, Realm Reborn is on the Luminous right. Engine. So this game is literally put through development hell in order to uh, to get that trailer to get it to look like that trailer. I'm not saying the problem is that they won't get it to look like that trailer. That's not the issue at all. The problem is that they're putting in efforts and then sh- they reveal the product that was not ready. Yeah. At all. Yeah. Again, really. They really they did it again. 
Uh, yeah, and they've got a, they've got a history of, of doing this, and it's at this, especially at this point now because you mentioned like Luminous, and obviously they started with Crystal Tools, and now they're talking about DX11 and all this stuff, and it's like, man, that game's that game's that game's makeup, like its DNA is going to be all yeah, over the I'm place. I'm not questioning the end games. I'm well, not it's it's because it, it scales from the PC, so of course it can use DirectX 11. Yeah, but uh, Romy Born doesn't have DirectX 11 yet. They're going to implement it later, so the game could actually look better than it is right now. So they say like post-launch they're going to put that stuff in. So yeah, it's obviously they haven't. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, just that whole point about development hell. See, the the problem with that is with a game that, that spends time in development hell is is that it, it'll be in development so long. Eventually, you kind of you, you kind of get stuck in like one or two years when development was on, and it comes out and it feels like a dated product. Because the thing with Versus is it can't come out and be like what would have been what would have been called considered a great action RPG in 2010. Like it's got to be good, and it's got to be up to par, and it's got to be modern. So I yeah. hope they're not rolling with ideas that they had and sat on in like 2009, and that they're only just now implementing because that's not really what people want. Like the way it, if it looks like a really, really pretty, if it's really, if it's really gorgeous, but it still feels like a PS3 game, that's not gonna be very good. But they're gonna uh, have, they're gonna, yeah. they're gonna have issues. Yeah. Wait, Adam, what were you we gonna also, say? Because like, yeah. We also really don't know. I mean, we can we can see, look at the trailers and get maybe think we know how it plays, but we really don't know how it plays. Um, I mean, like, for example, it's, it's from the Kingdom Hearts team, the, the Kingdom Hearts team. 1 and 2 team, yeah. and uh, not the Osaka team, which is now working on Kingdom Hearts 3, and they're practically the, now the, the, the actual, the new Kingdom Hearts team. But anyways, the Kingdom Hearts game sometimes get criticized for uh, being a little bit button mashy, um, and obviously we can't tell at this point how it's going to play, but that, I'm, I'm, that's probably what I'm most concerned about is it's more of an action game, maybe a little bit less of an RPG, but um, I'm, I'm not really. I, I'm definitely interested in the game, but I, I'm I'm hesitant because I'm also, yeah, yeah, because of, because of a lot of the pitfalls that action games sometimes run into, where they get repetitive <clears throat> or just mashing the X button. Um, and watching your character do cool things, that's not very fun. Yeah, as I, I do agree. I think my my feelings about it are placid at best. But you know, it's who can't who can you blame anyone for feeling you know cautious about that? Really, I mean, unless this is something that you were yeah, you can't blame to. anyone. You can blame Square Enix. Like they, why did they do, they this? Did this? They did this to themselves. And they yeah, they, they why they did they do this? this? Yeah, they all. That's, they that's my problem. Like the onus is on Square Enix. Like they yeah. messed. They messed up by showing this game. Yeah, we've been waiting years and years. I'd rather them stay silent and then announce oh, it next year. I don't know. Based on their financials, do you think they could go the another longer without talking about it? Yeah, they could, death. they could have. They could have because they already set the standard for not talking about it. Like that's, that's here's here's the thing. What's you can't you can't do things. But here's the thing: you can't you can't just do things because the fan base is like thirsty. Like I like you you, you got to have something. Stockholders are thirsty. They were dying over there, gotta, man. They got to show their stockholders something. Got to have a game. You got to have a game on you, and you've got to actually be ready to show something. And I think like that like that like there's that neograph that's out there. If you've got people asking if Square is ready, Square is probably not ready. The reason that you haven't seen like a Half Life Three is because Valve could care less about what 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 the fan, what the fans want. Valve's not gonna make that game and show you that game until they have something to show you. They're not just going to put it out there because they know how, how how badly some people want it and how they'll take anything. Yeah. You can't work like that. You've got to... Okay, but, okay, but they did show Shudder to 15, though. I mean, sure. Yeah, on the, the, the PS3 version. version. Footage, the and they're not ready. You've got to come when you're ready. How do you ready. know it's the PS3 version? Okay, it's it's not a piece of the game. That's the problem. A lot of it, a good chunk, you can't... 90% of that trailer was... A, 
pre-render footage. But they put out hoping... the second trailer that okay. didn't show gameplay. This is as bad as showing that Halo 2 trailer of that mission that was not in the game. It is not a piece of that game they did show. They showed something else that it was they're hoping to be in the real game. Well, most or looks like the real And the second trailer was actually gameplay, right? Yeah, the second trailer was real time. But you just explained everything that happens at E3. It's always vertical slices. A lot of the stuff that's shown at E3 is almost never shown in the actual game itself. This happens all the time. It's not just Square Enix doing okay, it. Just because they do it doesn't mean it's right, though. They're 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 selling a product, and now now because now when you taste the game though, it's, I I don't know if it's really that big. Okay, me personally, I just I don't think it's a big deal at all. The whole pre-render stuff. That's just me though. Well, it it, it shuts down all the arguments of people saying, oh, this is gonna how it's gonna look. Uh, why is this this game is totally coming out in 2014? You think that game is really gonna come out in 2014? Did anyone say 2014 or just fans? There's a good chunk of people out there who think this game looks this like is, that is actually yeah. real. The, it's that, that blame it on them then for thinking that. That's that's totally no. Theirs. Why is it their fault? <laughs> Because they're thinking it's 2014 when it's clearly the thing, the thing that, you, that you've got to like really realize though is it is a problem because Square's been doing this and uh, this almost this is almost Final Fantasy 13 like from 06 this is almost that all over again because we don't know what's going to what happen. if they yeah exactly well yeah but that's that's what they they've always been Square Enix has always been has that air of mystery about them that they just don't share too much and that's why. You As you said, it, you, you know, they you might... an show. era of mystery, but here's the thing. Square's not Rockstar. Like, we know the way they operate, they don't operate at a rate that is, uh, you know, very... That, it, that is very, very tight-knit. Yeah. <laughs> no, they don't operate at a rate that's very tight-knit and, and, and efficient. Because the way you say era of mystery, it's... it. it you mean Rockstar? I, I, Rockstar, Rockstar is like, not efficient, dude. Rockstar is like, like the overtime, like, mad. They crunch like a bitch. They are yeah, Rockstar is like the antithesis of... Of, they are like, terrible efficiency. <laughs> yeah, but they, but people, they, like, they, roll over the people that quit their jobs there is like very high. That's Team Bondi, and yeah. yeah, no, it's Bondi. Rockstar too. But see, but see, the difference is though they don't they announce the game, they go dark, and then they don't bring it back out until they're absolutely ready and they know that it's going to come out. Yeah, but to be fair, you brought up the point before though that they're trying to be a little more open. I mean, you said about Kingdom Hearts, but. Maybe that's something to do, and maybe with the new president in place, that's something maybe to I think show. I think I'd rather them go silent and them show something when it's out, when it's uh, done, when it's don't, good. I think it's been too exactly. Long. That's what I mean, that, and that's what I really, really mean with the Rockstar. Conference. I don't think that would have done them any favors. Like, uh, I don't. I think it would have left things at status quo. I don't think it would have made the situation. Well, what's the status quo? Do you want the status quo? But now you've made the situation worse. Yeah, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. What indication do you have to say that stockholders were, were on their backs to be to like be like versus like what, what indication? They're a public company. They're a corporation. They need to focus. They stockholders are saying, uh, all right, you know, Final Fantasy Thirteen. You guys got lightning returns. We know Final Fantasy Thirteen didn't do so great. Now it's kind of going like that. You guys are trying to overhaul a game that was critically panned across the board by putting out another one, an MMO. We need some. We need a, a great big game that's guaranteed to sell millions but is, but of is copies. Public, but is public? Give us is, something that. that but as public as that info and those kind of like. You also have the world sentiments. watching though. E3, you have all these big media outlets focused on E3. Are you really going to just save that stuff? No. It's like if you got it, even if it's not exactly what you want, it's not like it's not perfect ready or something like that. If you got something to show, these millions of people are all focused in on the single event. Gotta show it. 
But they didn't have, have anything to show. That as, was the problem. As that kind of as that kind of info is, and those like because when shareholders want something like that, that's that's sort of a sweeping sentiment that we would hear about. Like we would have heard about that, and we haven't heard that. So I, I'm not convinced that shareholders in Japan are like swear showvers. I don't think that's a popular thing that was being. I think stated. they needed to show something though. That's I think I think. I well, think, uh, obviously they set themselves up to do that in February. I mean, well, no, no, I think they, I think Zach's right in the respect that okay, what games are actually coming out in 2014 that we know of from Square Enix? From Square Enix, we only have that's Thief. Yeah. That's we it. We have Murder Soul Suspect, that's Thief, and uh, Two Point. Well, okay, Lightning Returns. Lightning Returns in the West. Right, Lightning Returns. They, so I I actually think that they were pressured to actually have something to show. Because otherwise they wouldn't have anything to show. It would be like yeah, an extreme. In 2014, though. But that doesn't um, justify what they showed was was the right decision. Well, That's at this point, point, like they just they went too early. Well, Period. at this point, if they if they can maintain if they can keep their promise of showing us, you know, more uh, of Final Fantasy 15 sooner than later, you know, at TGS or whatever, you know, I think. Now, I think it was. I think I agree with Zach that they needed to show something now. It may yeah. have not been as much as we wanted, but if they can keep their promise of actually showing more and more often and not going, you know, dark again like they did after 2011, yeah. I think I think this is probably the best option. Yeah, I wish they would have shown more other than uh, an iffy debut or re-debut trailer and three minutes of gameplay. But I think we just they just need to show more sooner. <laughs> David, I haven't heard from you at all either. David. Well, I, I agree with you. I mean, Square's in a very tough situation now, so they, they need to up the uh, consumer confidence. They need to show that they have something, even if it's far off. Yeah, uh, and that's, that's, that's really... That was and really I'd rather nice. have a CG trailer. Then I would rather have a pure CG trailer rather yeah, than... Yeah, honestly, like, if you're going to show a game, I want to see an actual game. And I, you know, I'm not going to throw Square... Because Square made their bed, so now they got to line it, so I really don't want to throw them a pity party and be like, well, they need to do this and this and this, because they really... What they really needed to do was kind of get their stuff together for this whole generation, and they kind of didn't. They just pushed lightning on us for two games because they had a library of assets. Yeah, but, so what, they, what, I, what, what I personally want them to do is I want them to get a game and show a game. That's what I want. I, I, for me personally, I think, I think it's kind of like splitting hairs a little bit. I mean, in a year from now, they might show like a 20 minute gameplay trailer, and then it's like, well, there you go. Yeah, but you got to up Kojima. It, it's like, it's like, so uh, just a little bit from now. It might do you be think they'll have? Do you think they'll? Ha- I don't think they'll have. I, I like think by this time, TGS. I think TGS next year will have real time gameplay like a good the second trailer i think they fun. better tgs next year i think yeah. they're absolutely better and if they don't they're going to be in hot water <laughs> they the second... before then i hope well the... no i don't judging by that trailer i don't know the like, second trailer was real time it's the first one that we're having the second trailer look i told you it looked like a glorified ps3 it's not it's, it's not real time gameplay. it's okay it's real time gameplay that's not what it's supposed to, what they're aspiring to for the sure. ps4 yeah that's yeah and that's part of the problem is what you i'm mean, saying yeah if you mean like well, we might not see that for until like a few months before that game is supposed to go out, though. That's that's the well. I mean, a few months before it goes gold, I should say. So who knows? What the real time? That it's no. I mean, like it's going to be like what it's going to look like at retail. But yeah, I, I mean, I understand. It's yeah, it's it's you want to know what it looks like when it's really pushing the PS4. But yeah, it's it's. I just I just don't want them to I fall really inside where it's like they like don't got put a game on their hands. hands. Like really, I just want to know that they've actually got something. Yeah, I don't. So, that's instead my of promises, because that's the thing oh, is like they still they always give us promises, and that's what they're giving us now. They're giving us promises. I don't. I I want something tangible, like you said. 
I don't, I don't want to dwell on this too long, but while we're talking about the future of Square Enix, like, when do you guys think the next Final Fantasy is going to be announced? I mean, like, a Final Fantasy 16. Like, do you sure think that well, they, they already said they're going to make sequels to 15, so... Well, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, when do you think that's... When do you think we're going to hear that? Or are we going to kind of be stuck on the versus... Or not, no longer versus Final I, Fantasy 15? For yeah, a I, think we'll an announcement. I think we'll see an announcement for 16 next year. I Whoa, wait, wait, wait. Before 15's out? Yeah, before I, I, 15 cents. That's how it's always been. No, that's not how it's always been, but yeah, I think they, it's They've always happen. announced the next one before the current one is out. They announced 14 before 13 was out. They announced 13 before 12 was out. Did they announced they announced 14, like, right after 13, though? Or was it by the, after the Xbox 360? I don't know what it was. No, 14 was announced the year of uh, 13, 13 coming out, at least yeah. in Japan. Yeah, it was definitely, because they said 13 is coming to Japan this year. But we have another Final Fantasy game that's coming out next year. Oh, yeah, when they announced the release date. Oh, yeah, okay. and then people were flipping out about the online part. Yeah, right. I don't know. I, I, th- I think they'll announce 16 next year, and I think 16 will be out two years after um, when they announce it. Well, it, because, mm. I mean, you've got Nomura making the next Final Fantasy now, so you've got his group doing that. You've got all these other studios for Final Fantasy, uh, excuse me, from Square Enix, who could be making the next Final Fantasy right now. For all Probably Ito's team. Yeah, <laughs> you say sounds that. like sounds that, like wishful thinking. Yeah, I hope. I, I hope so. The first studio could be first production studio could be making the next one. Who only know? I Ito could be making it. What's gonna exactly? Ha- I think six, the I think sixteen will be an interesting case because what they're gonna do is they're gonna alternate titles and their sequels for fifteen and sixteen respectively every other year. Is that's is what's gonna happen? I just hope they release two mainline within the console generation like they did all the times before. Because that waiting, yeah, waiting, and waiting. It's like unless you like thirteen. You you didn't have anything else. So you it's, mean three? What's three every generation? Yeah, I I, I have seen something. Three I have. It wasn't. I have, it wasn't quite I, that PlayStation Two. Yeah, it was three in PlayStation Two too. Ten, eleven, twelve. I mean, unless you want to count oh. ten too. Yeah, I guess you're right. I, I, when I think eleven, I'm not thinking console. Like okay, <laughs> well you should. What I you know, I know. I got. I beta tested that thing. I should know. <laughs> I want to throw this out there as well. Another thing I was really disappointed in, like one of the games I'm looking forward to is actually the the remaster of Final Fantasy X. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. we really didn't hear, we didn't really hear get much information at all at E3. We got like a little trailer and we saw a little bit of the animations and the new faces. But the we menu, really get, like, <laughs> it was it was playable. It, there was a demo on the floor. I got to play it. Yeah. But I, I mean, we didn't get the release date. We didn't get like any more details on the Vita version. They did uh, say yeah. before. They did say before the the next fiscal year. So it's going to be March or before then. But see, that's the thing. I share his concern because it seems like they're really, they're really, they're sort of non-committal to holiday 2013. Because honestly, realistically, that should have been dated. Like there should be a month on that. Not not a specific, not a not a street date. Maybe, oh man! But there have you not been like, following the history of Final Fantasy X HD? Have you not been following the history of Final Dude, Fantasy? Dude, I have, but I want to believe. Yeah, Final Fantasy X. How many people? <sighs> Don't say that. I want to believe. I want to believe it's happening, and, and it's going to finally just be out. I think if it misses October, it's not coming out. This, That's uh, no. this year. No. If it's not, if it misses October, it's not coming out this year. I think if they don't date it at Gamescom, because for me, Gamescom, this, this is it's their the Vita thing. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna put a release date on it at Gamescom, or we're not getting it this year. Yeah, because yeah. It early next year, November, December is suicide. That's T- why Lightning Returns. TGS this year is early October, so it's not like they could show up at TGS and be like, "Yeah, November." It's coming out today. Like, no, it, it, like that's not. Yeah, that's, I don't think. I, yeah, they're gonna show up and say, "Hey, you guys, go to the store. It's there." <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're that. not gonna definitely. They're definitely not gonna release it. Uh, 
Q Q four. That's insane. That's part. Of, they, okay, people saying local uh, lightning returns is coming out uh, Q one 2014 because of localization issues. Stop. No, <laughs> I'm pretty sure no. it's not. <laughs> they don't want to release it yeah, alongside the November and December killers, which is yeah. it's suicide season. For which like, is funny because let's be honest, when you get to February, there's gonna be there's gonna be some January February killers, so it doesn't. Yeah, it's still a launch window. Well, matter. yeah, but it's not as bad as November and December. It, it, it's, it's, it's a matter of like it's gonna be bad no matter when they oh, release. Yeah. Do they want to minimize? Do they want to minimize the damage? Yeah, sure. I'm sure they do. They want to uh, earn the most profits. That's the best way to do it is Q1. Well, yeah, I don't think it's the world's worst choice ever. Okay. Yeah, and and so and they've also talked about how Gamescom there's going to be they're going to announce a lot more of the games that are going to be coming out for the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One, and Nintendo might show up with some games of their own. So it'll it'll be very interesting to see if we're going to see any more RPGs coming. But let's just go ahead and kind of wrap this up right now. So yeah, obviously as I mentioned before, E3. I, I personally I thought it was very big show for RPGs. Actually, uh, I think that RPGs have really come around back into their cycle in 2014. Probably going to be like one of the biggest years in recent history anyway. So, be very nice to see what things go. But, yeah, um, we'll just go ahead and just kind of wrap that up. So, yeah, um, excuse me. What were you um, going to say, Simon? I, I think, I, like, I know we're supposed to wrap up, but I think actually this is an important issue that, like, happened. Huh? Like concerning Atlas, because that's a pretty big deal. Yeah, we should we should talk about that because I might something might happen to me if that doesn't go the right way. Atlas. Well, okay. If you're talking about the bankruptcy thing, apparently from what's been happening is that Index Holdings, the parent company of Atlas, they were people. There was people going around saying there was corruption that they were playing with their numbers with the accounting, and so which was now true. It's, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> the way you said it is true. Going around. It's, so it's not quite bankruptcy. It's like some civil management thing that they are being put onto, which just means. They're under the eye of the feds. So Civil rehabilitation, they say. So, yep. Uh, it's like let's teach you how to not screw over and mess with the the currency with the finances. So, but what they've also come out and said, Atlas USA has said that this does not affect them. Their game's going to be coming out on schedule. Shimagami Tensei Four and Dragon's Crown, yeah, are going to be here on schedule. What is simply absent. I don't know what it's going to say about the next Etrian Odyssey game, Millennium Actress, but who knows. Well, games that are already out set for release yeah. is unaffected. That's that's how it's always been for cool. companies that are closing down or whatnot. Like it's not affected. Uh, it's well, games in development. Okay, down though. I mean, okay, licenses matter. Whatever. Anyway, like the point is that games in development, those are what matter. And right, n- and two games that we know for sure are definitely under development under that company is Persona Five and. F, uh, SMT cross F, uh, Fire Emblem. So yeah, but the former of which is, that game is being made by a different company, though. So Atlas is not really that. We don't. But we, what what happens? Yeah. The thing is, uh, IS is owned by Nintendo. So what happens if a different pub, uh, Let's say um, Sony buys them. I'm not saying this is going to happen. I'm saying they own the license. Hap- that Nintendo. They own the license, so and they're going to work Nintendo with Nintendo owns- on this. They, no, they already have. Nintendo the owns the license to the Shin Megami Tensei X Fire Emblem game, so they don't need to worry about that. But they, but Atlas owns the license for Shin Megami Tensei. I mean, they own, they own the, but they own the the rights to the Shin Megami Tensei X Fire Emblem game, like just that game. 
They, yeah, they already have a contract in place yeah, with that. They, Nothing, they but they're under a new company. If it's, it's like, if the management changes, it, that it doesn't matter. Well, it's like Mass Effect. Microsoft published the first game, but the two and three came out on the PlayStation Three. So. Microsoft Bioware wasn't under Microsoft. Yeah, that wasn't a mi- that wasn't that wasn't, that, wasn't that, was, that wasn't a mixing of IPs and brands. It's not the same thing. But yeah, it's still publishing the game though. It's 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 kind of still the same. But Nintendo is not publishing. This is a code. De- this is a co-development between the two. But they, I mean, they still right. have the rights to own that game. They'll, they'll negotiate it. They'll still they have the rights. Clarify that IS is making that though. As far even as okay. if, yeah, even if even if Atlas gets bought out, that particular game, it's still Nintendo. It's, it's that's like fun. saying that's like saying um, what is it called? There, uh, what is it? Called? I'm trying to equate, equate something. Namco was releasing a tail. Uh, oh yeah, Namco's developing that stupid. Um, what's it called? Uh, part in developing the Smash Brothers with Nintendo, right? If uh, Sony buys Namco. That's a problem. That is a that is a problem because Sony now owns part of the rights to that. Yeah, yeah. but this is a reaching hypothetical. It's not going to happen. It is, but it's but in the but event that, that it did happen, though, that contract is not ironclad. They would they would more than likely if they couldn't just break that contract, they'd pay their way out of the deal. Like that's that just yeah because not. they now own the rights. Yeah, you don't just you're not just going to give your competitor a game and say oh well you, they, they made the deal before we bought them out so we'll, we'll let you have it. No, they're gonna yeah, they're gonna the do whatever they can to get out of that deal, and that's they're gonna shut that down. But it is, 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 like I said, there's, there's plenty of things you can reach to about companies that have been bought out with a game that came out. Like, like, Model of the Soft, of course, you know, they made Xenosaga. They, they couldn't make another Xenogears game, so they made Xenosaga, for example, when it, when it went from, um, when they left Square, when they were left Square and they made another game. So it's, it's, it's just a matter of just changing it. It's, I, I, I It's not changing because it no longer becomes Shin Megami Tensei cross, I mean, uh, uh, crossover with Fire Emblem anymore. Like that game will not exist if it, Sony or Microsoft buys them. Become, it's yeah, but once again, like David said, it's that's extreme hypothetical. I don't see that happening. But at the same time, I'm sure there's going to be like a deal where it's like, okay, you guys can have this game because it's being developed by a Nintendo studio, so it's not. It's it's going to be fine. It's it's. I have so no reason to, to believe why that game would be completely like trashed because of that. Be, be, because it's. It's if it's a different if it's a major publish if a, a major console owning publisher owns them the game is not going to happen. Yeah, but if Nintendo's publishing it with their own money, it's not about money. It's about it's about who owns the rights. If yeah, you're not understanding like Atlas and owns I, SMT. It's it's simple contract. They just need to sign and say, hey, we're still going to put out this game. Right, and Sony to- will not do it. Is what I'm saying. If Sony owns the right to Shin Megami Tensei, it will not happen. Existing contract, or they're gonna they're gonna call it Nintendo and say, "How much do you want?" Because you've got our franchise, and this isn't gonna happen. So we can give you a little bit, and you can you can kill, and you can put that game to sleep silently, or we can take you to court and and do it like that, and just end yeah. it quickly. It will not happen. <laughs> if, if, so, if Sony so. or Microsoft, I just, I, just, I, just, I think I think it's just it's, it's way I, too I think it's this is this is a pointless <laughs> discussion. They're n- yeah. they're not going to buy it. If neither Sony nor Microsoft jumped on THQ, and that was a much more profitable thing than than Atlas. But Atlas owns Persona, right? It doesn't it, matter. It doesn't it's, matter. That's it's, not that's that's not a AAA game. Because if you Sony's could, already got all their bets. Okay, so then let's let's bring up another question. Do you think Nintendo will buy them? Do you think Nintendo will buy them? I don't. I don't think any of the platform holders are going to buy Atlas. No, I, I could see. I, I couldn't see that happening. 
You okay. say that. There's a pretty, there's a pretty good relationship so, think, uh, with some. Yeah. If, if none of the platform holders uh, uh, buy them, then it becomes. Uh, I see. I see Gunho buying them. I can see uh, Marvelous buying them. Marvelous. I could not see one of the, one of the platform holders buy them. Yeah. Well, I'm okay. I think out of the, all the platform holders, the one who's most likely to buy will be end up being Nintendo. Uh, okay. I think, I think they have the most to gain. I mean, if that happens, then there's no issue. But that's probably that not going to happen. Yeah, I think. And then, well, then that's. That, I don't. Uh, I don't think they yeah, would buy yeah, them just to secure the Shin Megami Tensei. Because then, all of a sudden, Persona isn't on the platform that it, that it has always been on from day one. <laughs> it's yeah, not. I don't you there. But yeah. it, it's. I'm saying if if any of the console uh, owners, with the exception of Microsoft, owns Atlas, like. A, Problem occurs. Yeah, there's there's huge conflict. Oh, there. it's, it's like, like we're just we're just playing around with dreams and hopes. It's just just not I, real. Yeah. I don't think that's not that's not that's not tear apart this too far. But it's funny though because you say because the what? thing the thing that I've been hearing repeatedly about like after this E3 like this is the year to stop saying oh that that would never happen because like at, because like at E3 like. Oh, people are gonna like uh, give give you like one of the platform holders will say like the price of their console. That would never happen, and Sony did it. And they won't talk about DRM. That would never happen. Okay, what kind of reaching? Yeah, that's our reaching. And they, what, what, what's what's reaching? We're talking about like policy changes versus buying a whole company, though. It's it's really really. But buying a company has policy changes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. 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 I mean, semantics. Really it's not semantics. Like, it's not semantics. It's another word that's equally as annoying. Going way <laughs> off base here. Really. But I mean, I'm just saying, just in general, this has been the year to stop being like, well, that would never happen because a bunch well, of stuff. They that did would it. Happen. I'm going to buy it. This. Atlas, for all you know, it could be perfectly fine. Index Holdings can come out of it. They'll still own Atlas. It'll probably just go on as it's always been. Uh, I'm just. It'd, it'd just be the greatest irony. Okay. Like now, if one of them bought Atlas. This That's is all. this is a hypothetical sure. question, sure. Zach. This is a hypothetical question. Let's say let's say. Uh, Atlas right now was developing Persona 5, and it's, it was for the PS4. Mm-hmm. What do you think would happen if Nintendo bought them? <laughs> what 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 do you what do you think would happen if Nintendo bought them? If they were developing it right now? Yeah, if they were developing Persona 5 and it was for the PS4, and Nintendo bought the company, what would if, happen? If if Atlas was in such dire straits that they would have to worry about being bought out by a company like that, they would no. What would happen to the game? What would happen to the game? I'm asking, what would happen to that dev team? Like the actual development of that game. Persona Five, they'd probably yeah. put all the assets and push it onto a Nintendo property and forget it. Okay, right. So that's that's like the major thing. Is who buys them like affects like the whatever products is now coming out from that company. No matter what system they they were originally. Okay, okay. You, you proved your point. I think we should move on though. So let, let's just go ahead and wrap things up anyway. So yeah. Um, as I was talking about before, it, it's obviously a lot to discuss. So just um, I don't know how to end this now. I have to go after that. I, I don't think I can follow that. Um, How do we end? Well, you ended it sort of weirdly last time, right? Yeah, well, I kind of no, did. I kind of just kind of cut it off right Yeah, you just kind of cut it off. You yeah. just. Well, anyway, so as I was talking about that, we've gone a little bit long. Anyway, so, yeah, uh, we'll just leave it here for now. Um, obviously, a lot of things to discuss. You know, July, it's, it's going to be a lot of reflection about what happened at E3. And then August is Gamescom, of course, towards the end of the month. So, yeah, it's uh, we got a lot of really big games coming out this this summer to play. So I'm we really do? excited to see. Yeah, um, we got Dragon's Crown is gonna be coming out. Tales of Exilia. Tales of Exilia. Okay, all right. Like these uh, games are weeks away. We'll have podcasts before these hit. No, no. I, okay, what? I was thinking like usually nothing comes out over the summer, so I was just so desensitized by it. 
I forgot. Out. I forgot SMT4 is coming. Zillia is coming out like late summer. Does that even count? This yeah. summer? <laughs> Why not? Sure. Okay. When is when is Zillia out? Like, Why? I'm, August. Huge. What are you talking about? <laughs> August is a little. I think August is like late summer, but I don't. August know. is summer. Yeah, it's summer. September twentieth is the. <laughs> the, 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 the end of summer, yeah. It's, yeah. it's also my birthday. So but you also got, birthday, you know, Shadow, Shadow oh, Run is going to be coming out. Shadow what Run is Returns. It? Shadow Run Returns. Time and Eternity. I'll have a review up for that game. Next okay. week. I'm, I'm sorry. so, so sorry. So sorry. Guys, you so gotta, I'm going to play the game. I'm going to experience it. I've heard a lot of mixed feelings about that game. Well, there are no mixed feelings about this game. Oh, there's, no, there's, there's, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty one-sided what no, people think about Time and Eternity. I think there's people who like it and there's people who don't like it. It's, I'll, I'll, I'll find out for myself. I, I don't care awesome. what the critics said. I am going to play it completely open-minded. I, we've, we've got Do some reviews of it. Well, you'll good. see a review for it next week. You'll find out what I thought of I it. Guess, I guess we should find a new host because Zach won't be alive after reviewing that game. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Who knows? All right, but yeah. So uh, you know, Final Fantasy Four teams coming out and all that stuff. So anyway, um, I think Chile is August sixth, right? Dragon's yeah. Crown's August sixth. So there you go. August is pretty packed, also. Yeah, August is packed, but yeah, no, August anyway, is packed. July, July is probably oh, yeah. a lot of us talking about the games we played on our off days. So uh, it's it's going to be interesting. Uh, I'm excited to see what kind of news is going to come out in July. Of course, we'll as you were talking about, maybe we'll find out what happens to Atlas in that time, or at least Index Holdings. So anyway, uh, yeah, thanks you, thanks a lot for joining us today. I want to thank, of course, Simon, David, Adam, who I didn't hear too much of, but it was really nice to have you on the show. Uh, it was it was a good talk, and of course, Ron, uh, thanks a lot, guys. Um, for, but for now, we'll go ahead and end it there. And thank you a lot for joining us once again. Bye. Bye bye. Later. Peace. Peace.